0: Hi, this is Lindsay, one of the co hosts of Beauties and Head Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media.
1: This is Julianne Condia, host of Rewritten here on Public House Media. Thank you so much for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you are done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Rewritten, where we will talk about you having limitless potential and can rewrite your story at any time. No matter your background, your past, or current situation, you can have the type of life you crave. A new show comes out every single Monday. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode of Rewritten. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media.
2: Welcome to the See Jane Sell podcast, our relatable sales podcast for your weekly dose of sanity. I'm your host, Chelsea Dupre. And I'm your host, Lee Nevis.
1: Welcome to Top another. To <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the CJ and Cell podcast. I am Lee. And I am, if you didn't know, Chelsea. She is Chelsea.
2: Yeah.
1: Unapologetically, Chelsea.
2: All me, girl, <laughs> just made us. You get all this throughout her.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know what's kind of like been on my mind? Hit me with it. I think that, I mean, ever since. We did this interview that everyone gets to listen to today. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the why,
2: one thousand percent.
1: Of just like, why am I doing this? What? Well, not like existentially, but more just like, <laughs> why did I you? alive? Who am I? Why did I wake up? Why can I speak to a dog? I'm <laughs> just more along the lines of like. Why do I do the things that I do? Like, why Why am I pursuing this?
2: Why am I pursuing that? Yeah, why is this worth it?
1: Completely. Why should I stay here? Yeah. And that's, I, well, I think that's one of the most important questions. And, I mean, I think it's, like, the main question that you have to ask yourself on any business venture. Whether it's
2: starting a new job. Yeah. Continuing with the same job. Yeah. Starting a new business. If you, I feel like if you don't have a good enough why, you're going to get burnt out so fast. Oh, my gosh. And you have to accept that your why is going to change. Yes. Like a million percent. Yes. Let your
1: why evolve oh with gosh. you. Let it evolve. Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously, as you're going to hear in this interview, one of the main things that we absolutely love about our guest, Nikki Whiting, who has, I mean, this woman, y'all, you don't even, she she's, is going to sound so down to earth. and 5,000%. I mean, just incredible, but if you do not follow this woman on social media or follow her career, she has created, I mean... Like, all organically, mind you. Organically. Has not ever used a third party, Uh -uh. has never, you know, paid for followers. This Uh -uh. woman has created an organic following because what she did was she rooted her business in the why and in passion and in something that she was very
2: passionate about. Yeah, the... Biggest thing she kept saying was, you got to be passionate about it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's so important for us to, I mean, even today we get so wrapped up and like, oh gosh, it's so hard when you are on social media all the time and you're Mm -hmm. constantly seeing, you know, different images that are like perfect and curated and like people- pretty to look at. Oh, completely. They could be 1,000% fake. Completely. And you see just like so much, like just things that are not real and are not honest and are just- you lose your why a lot because you get, you have to, like,
2: keep up with the Joneses and you have to keep yeah. up with... Well, one thing for me, this is pretty personal, and it's something that I've stumbled across, like, the last few days, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime we get a sell in the office, we send out a ding. Mm-hmm. And I have really put myself and, like, identified myself with my career and successes and, you know, sending out, oh my gosh, I sold it, ding, 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 ding. Like, I'm excited, but I'm finding... I want to get that sell and I want to be successful because it makes me happy and I've done it for myself and I didn't freaking let myself down. I did what I did. I did it for me. I didn't do it for the praise. I didn't do it for the recognition. I didn't do it for anything because they're not going to see my bank account. They're not going to pay my bills and it's not going to do anything outside of the world for them. It's just, I need to do it for me. So I'm finding, I'm refinding my how and my why and really rooting myself in it. So, you know, I'm kind of taking a step back from sending out sold this, sold this, ding ding ding, and I'm just really focusing on how I can be better, how this makes me feel, and just like how it makes me feel. Like, mhm, you sold this big account, you worked on it. Like, Chelsea, I'm speaking to myself. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, <laughs> freaking you go girl. Like, you worked hard. Now let's get out there and let's get the next one. And Good job. Yes. The more I can really congratulate myself and, like, be happy with me and the work that I did versus, like, it depend on six other people telling me, good job, thumbs up, thumbs up. Yep. That isn't going to do anything for me in the long run. I love that. So that's just something after this interview, it, like, really sunk into me.
1: Good, because you evolved your why. You made it
2: internal and you made it to... Make yourself proud. I'm enough, and I can make myself happy. Oh, girl! Tear. Just say.
1: Just. Ooh, I want to bathe in that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bathe in that.
2: <laughs> I love it.
1: Nice. Well, I mean, we will we will go ahead and jump right into it without mm. further ado. Please buckle up, buddies. You are about to have your brains blown by this amazing, incredible woman. Um, without further ado, this is our interview with the one and only. Nikki Whiting.
2: <laughs> I like the movie intro. Thanks. <laughs> okay, we are here with the one and only Nikki Whiting. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey. So, uh, we... Came across Nikki from her Instagram and all the hard work she's done with her Beachbody. And I know there's a lot of listeners that are working on building their teams, um, growing their social media platforms, and you've been really successful. So we wanted to pick your brain <laughs> yeah. and share what you've done and all of the things. So to just get into it, what made you choose Beachbody? So
0: I had no intention of ever joining network marketing uh-huh. and MLM of any kind.
1: Um, common story. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like across the board, most people don't normally say I'm going to join an MLM. That's going to be like my career or job. Yeah. Um, but it literally was something that I felt like kind of fell in my lap. And about six years ago is when I started It'll be six years next month, which wow. is crazy to think about. It's the longest job I've ever held actually. <laughs> but, um, when I back then, it was like even more uncommon for uh-huh. people to do MLM or network marketing. It was very like, oh, she's posting about something, you know, she's trying to sell something. Yeah. And so I was very aware of that and I was re- very fearful of that. Um, but what made me choose Beachbody specifically was uh, at the time I had a few friends who were finding success as Beachbody coaches, mm-hmm. like very successful in what they mm-hmm. were doing. Um, And they had been doing it for just a few months, really. And I had my coach reach out to me and ask about just simply being a part of, like, a women's online group where we got support and accountability to push towards our goals, learn healthier eating habits, stay consistent, basically, Mm -hmm. in a lifestyle change. And at the time, I was six months postpartum. Um, when we, when I first was reached out to, I was like, I had no idea what Beachbody was. I did, however, have Insanity, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know was the same company. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why don't you join this little group and just see, you know, if it's something that you want to do. And I I think it's really fun. You'll meet some friends like, you know, and she was a new mom and she was like, I I don't talk to anyone like in person because Mm -hmm. I'm a mom all day long. And I was experiencing that. I had been a teacher prior. I was six months postpartum at home, and the majority of my conversations were being had with my six-month-old, my six-month-old at the time. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And so initially, I just started as a customer, wanting to get back to like my pre-pregnancy weight mm-hmm. and just feeling good and getting more energy and learning how to eat and healthier habits for my whole family. And within that time, I started to get really good results and out of excitement, really, good. to share it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you yeah. got like
2: a freaking six pack. <laughs> which I
0: never had. People were like, oh, you must have had that before the baby. I never had like defined muscles yeah. before, like in college or any of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started to really love it and share it. I didn't have Instagram at the time. I only had Facebook, which was private, mm-hmm. but I was sharing with friends and family my results and how excited I was and the groups and So my coach reached out and said, you realize you're naturally finding these customers, bringing them to me without being salesy because you're passionate about it and you love it. And so I thought on it and I told her no. And she asked again the next month and I said no. And she asked a third time down the road and said, okay, either I'm going to continue to get your customers or you're going to try to do this. And so out of fear, I sat down with my husband and said, okay, I know I can get a discount. So if I could get a discount on the supplements, maybe it's worth it for me to sign up. And he looked at me and he was like, no, if you're going to sign up. You need to like go for it. Go all in. Do what they're doing. You know, like if you found that they've had success, you could do this too. Mm -hmm. And he said, so go all in and see what happens. And that's exactly what I did. And that was May 2013. (laughs) And it's just continued to grow. And I, I really, I feel like you have to choose something that you're passionate about. And for me, I was definitely not a health and fitness expert. I was mm-hmm. not like a know-it-all. I'm, I was not a personal trainer, any of those things. Mm-hmm. But I was a mom who knew that getting to the gym was hard and working out from home was actually possible, like results, real results were possible with that. And I was learning healthier eating habits that I was going to take for a lifetime that it was not a fad. It was not a diet. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh-huh. It was what other women could do. So that's really what made me choose Beachbody.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Have you been approached by any other companies? Since similar? then or before? <laughs> I guess, well,
0: I'm sure since then. Since then, several. Yeah. Okay, so
2: this is, like we said, it's a little bit raw. Yeah. So um, what has been one invitation that stuck out to you, like oh I like that and what's been one you're like
0: um I would have to say the worst are the ones where I've received the same message from oh, yeah. multiple people yeah and it's oh. literally a copy and paste um I've actually been approached by other coaches in our network to coach and I'm like I, I just spoke at our summit event <laughs> if you were there <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you know it's clearly not yeah. genuine, like the connection. So there are good and bad network marketers in all MLMs. They're like, did you so, look at my
2: page? Not to say, no. yeah.
0: And, and I mean, I guess that's a good thing in a way is like they didn't necessarily look at my page and think Beachbody platform because yeah. that's not what I want. I didn't want my page to be a brand of Beachbody. That's not me. I'm selling yeah. my lifestyle. I'm not selling necessarily, you know, the supplements can sell themselves. The workouts can sell themselves. Yeah. but. For me, it's my brand. People want to choose a coach that they can relate to. And so I have to show my life. Um, And so that's what I did. So the copy and paste, I definitely don't love. Um, The ones I do like are when I've had a conversation back and forth with people a few times, and I can tell that they're genuinely interested in me or my kids or my family and my life. Um, And then they come to me and just say, hey, you know, I've had a few fitness or um, fashion there's fashion MLMs <laughs> oh, yeah. come to me and, and yes. ask about, you know, would you want to do that? And I feel like that's sweet of you to think that, you know, I could do something like that. Cause I do love fashion. So, yeah. um, I find that to be a compliment, but I'm very happy with where I am, not yeah. going anywhere, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had good and bad reach out all the time. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, what, day-to-day kind of motivates you to keep going now because this is you're six years in, and a lot of people, if they've been at the same job for six years, it's very difficult to keep that motivation up. What motivates you now? Um, I mean,
0: you're going to hear from any woman or man who starts any kind of business, there has to be a big foundational why as to why Mm -hmm. they want something, and over time, I've had to definitely readjust my why. In the beginning, it was very much, I don't want to go back to teaching. I was substitute teaching a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I was a nursing mom. as was exclusively oh nursing. And so, um, like, taking those breaks in between teaching and going into a tiny yeah. room closet and pumping was just, like, not the ideal. Yeah. <laughs> I just was miserable, yeah. and I didn't want to do it. And so that was a very strong why. Like, I want to get home. I yeah. don't want to be doing this. Um, I want to be creating a life of my own that I'm in charge of.
2: Yeah.
0: And so that was it. And then, you know, I we got comfortable financially and stable in that area. And it was, okay, now I want to be able to provide for my children long term. Like, what does their college, gonna, what's that going to look like down the road? What mm-hmm. are, what's their life going to be like in 20 years? So we worked long term with that. Readjusted the why and a vision board has always been our home, like a dream home, someplace that we're going to raise our kids. They're all going to grow up here. They're going to remember this space with the most memories of everything else. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge – that was actually like a 10- to 15-year plan. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we're very thankful that we're able to do that now five years, six years in. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, So that was a big push as as well. Um, And now I think the biggest thing for me is just to show other women that they can do it too. Mm-hmm. There's so many miserable <laughs> people out there. and mm-hmm. it, it's not They're not miserable people. They're miserable in what they're doing. Yeah. And they feel stuck. And they feel like there's nothing else out there. And they're living on someone else's time and someone else's hours. And it's just, there's so, so many options for entrepreneurs this, these days, especially with a social media platform mm-hmm. um, that never existed before. It would have been so much harder to build a network market or any business, but now having that social media influence, being able to have that like infinite reach Mm -hmm. is so huge. And I want to show them that that's available for them too. So right now it's really just trying to find those other women who want to have that same freedom Mm -hmm. and show them that lifestyle.
2: Are you pretty picky as far as like who you let on your team? Because you're going to invest time into these people, right?
0: Yeah, you're definitely investing time. Um, I'm never going to turn someone away. There's, there's only been a few times where I've said, I don't think we're a good fit. Like I think that you might mesh better with so-and-so. Um, obviously if they've worked with someone previously, I'm not, I'm going to redirect them because sometimes people will, you know, I I do have a coach, but I want to come over here and chat with you. And, um, I definitely try to keep the integrity of the business with, you know, you never want to take someone's coaches or customers or anything like that. I've always tried to be ethical that way. Uh-huh. Um, but as far as who I reach out to and who I want, I definitely am because it's someone who I want to see with me on the trips that we go on. Yeah, you know, and who I want to get on these calls with and work a business with. And so it needs to be someone who I have things in commons w- in common with. They're people mm-hmm. I want to be friends with, mm-hmm. basically. Um, is who I would want to be on my team.
2: Absolutely. How do you
1: now, what's like your best tactic? I guess like maybe like top three best tactics of like developing a new team member,
0: developing them. Um, I think definitely sharing what's worked for me. Obviously Mm -hmm. that's the easiest thing is going to be for me to, to show them by doing is that, I mean the speed of the leader, speed of the pack, monkey see, monkey do type of thing. Um, they're going to duplicate, especially in the beginning, what you do. And so if you're a salesy and you're, you know, whatever you don't want someone to be, mm-hmm. they're going to follow that lead because they don't know any better. They're trying to find their space, their footing. Yeah. And I luckily had a great, great leadership in that area. Uh, my coach was very much like lifestyle driven and she showed, you know, she has four kids now and she showed that this was something that she retired her husband and, um, All of that was doable, and so I saw how she was doing it, and I definitely wanted to recreate that. Um, So I'm consistent. (laughs) I show up every single day. Um, I show up on social media every day. Um, I show up with my team. I get on calls with them. Um, Really just trying to be the leader that I would want to have Mm -hmm. and that I want them to be once they have a team because I know they're going to do whatever I do. Um, on top of that, is just being there for them. You know, there's it's hard because you have only so much of yourself to give. <laughs> and, yeah, yes. you know, there's there's about 10,000 in our downline now, and they're wow. no they're not all mine. Yeah. But, but
2: they're still they're like, there.
0: Hey. Yeah. yeah. And some yeah. of them don't have a ton of support. Yeah. Um, other ones, you know, are have stepped up into great leadership roles. They're awesome leaders. And so we, we definitely have been able to delegate and things like that, but um, filling your own cup first is something I had to learn. Uh, personal development, you know, I used to think that was something I would push aside. I didn't need that. That was an extra thing. It was wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was pouring and pouring and pouring into these people, and then I felt very empty at the end of it all. It's mm-hmm. like, well, what is in it for me? Where am I filling myself up and feeling fulfilled? Yeah. yeah. So I really tried to... Stick with my personal development and um, fill myself my, my cup first before I pour into others. Can It, it can be draining. As Absolutely. an entrepreneur, it's hard. Yeah. Yes. Well, what are some of those things that you do, like reinvest back in yourself? That- um, unplugging. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, are like, well, you, you run your business on social media. I do. Um, however, I don't post three to five times a day. Like, yeah. that's not something I feel like is necessary to grow your business. I post once, maybe every other day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the weekends, I unplug. I don't answer messages normally. Um, I stick with like really just trying to be present with my family. Mm-hmm. I clock out. Um, what I've really done is set my weeks up the way that I want them to be. I mean, I worked six years to have the freedom to like, choose what yeah. my hours are. So I do um, – I heavily – I do a lot of my heavy work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday is like a recognition day for our team, payday for our team. And so there's just like shout outs and things like that. But it's very like laid back. Mm -hmm. And Friday I kind of like lean. I kind of get out of work mode and start to unplug for the weekend. Personal development for sure. Um, uh, Going on team retreats is something that I really like to do. I think that it's a time where um, I can just celebrate them and – and we can just hang out, and yeah. we don't talk work necessarily. It's just fun, away. yeah, sure. the friendship side of it, uh, which I absolutely love. And I turned off all notifications on my phone, <laughs> so oh my god, I don't get Instagram notifications. I don't get no, uh, Facebook notifications ever. Um, yeah. I never have those on. So when people are like, "Well, why didn't you respond yet?" and I said, "Well, I have business hours," you know, it's like yeah. I'm not going to be attached to my phone when my Priority was to be home with my child. Yeah. Um, totally. I don't want her and them, you know, soon to be yeah. three, to see me on my phone 24-7. So yeah. I have times that I plug in and times that I check out, and you, you just have to keep the social media side of it professional. Absolutely.
1: I love that, especially because it's very easy, I think, in today's world with people building their business on social media it's so easy to be on your phone constantly oh
0: i i got wrapped right up into it yeah. i mean i was it, w- it became an issue at one point you know early yeah. in my business because i was thinking that i had to respond to someone right away or they were going to leave me they were going to go to someone else I was going to lose it was very like fear-based mentality mm-hmm. of like um i don't know i was like very afraid that they were going to go to someone else so i had to answer right away and so my spouse was like, Hello, I'm over here. Yeah. You know, what yeah. you know, you spend your time with your kid all day and then you all of a sudden they're asleep and you're working and he's like, Are, are you gonna <laughs> say hey? <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, you have to find that time of like you you really have to fill your calendar with date nights and like unplug time with your spouse yeah. and all that is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that we do make a priority with filling our own cup is weekly date night. You know, people were like, "You guys go on dates a lot, like at least once a week." I mean, you know, he
2: was important.
0: It's so important, so because he was so supportive for you. He's been very supportive,
2: especially in the beginning when he's like, "No, girl, you're doing it."
0: Yeah, and and it was skeptical. I mean, he he had some doubts. It was MLM, and he was like, "What's gonna happen here?" You know, (laughs) like everyone's like, "What's gonna happen here?" Um, But you know, out of everyone. My dad dad doubted me, definitely said, you know, what were you thinking when I signed up were his first few words, Um, (laughs) you know, and I didn't exactly have all the support in the world from other family, but, uh, he was always there. Had your back. Yeah. And as he saw my income grow and my team grow and my confidence grow, he was like, who cares? Like, (laughs) who cares what they say? Definitely. And, um... Yeah, he's always, he's always been really, really supportive. It's been that's nice. That's
2: super cool. That is. Yeah, I think one thing that's pretty crazy that I've noticed is, it, especially in, like, interviewing people, it's surprising about how many of, like, them or you or, like, we did Hope Allen, how much of their family and best friends are so not, like, there, supportive, mm-hmm. almost like they're haters. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you deal with that? Because that has to, at least at one point, affect you mentally.
0: It definitely does. In the beginning when you are – Not as confident, Mm -hmm. you don't know where your business is going to go, and like my number one fear was of failure when I signed up Mm -hmm. fear of what someone was going to say, fear of like what if I put myself out there and then they watch me fail. That was like the biggest Mm -hmm. thing for me. Um, but at the end of the day, I realized and you know, had several conversations with people that said, Do you really think that they're living their life based on what you're doing? Like, do you think that they're sitting there saying, Well, I'm not gonna do that today because Nikki <laughs> said, you know, Nikki might think, yeah. and I had to look at it that way and think they're not living their life. They're more worried about themselves, yeah. really. At the end of the day, people are thinking about themselves and their their life. Um, it wasn't gonna pay my bills, and yeah. I knew that I had a vision that was stronger than any of their doubts. And so, if I could make that come to life then it would shut them all up, <laughs> honestly. And, you know, you, you get past, uh, I think a lot of people just have a misconception of what an MLM is and what network marketing is. And the reality is, is, most women entrepreneurs who have extreme success are finding it from at-home
2: businesses, yeah. and a lot of
0: them are network marketers. Well, there was
2: such a, like, almost like a bad connotation that went along with network marketing or MLMs. I think it's kind of going away from MLMs more to network marketing. Mm-hmm. But, man, I feel like as time has gone, it's, like, proven that wrong. Yeah, I mean, market. I think that you you set the tone with, like,
0: the having the ability to build a business without being super salesy and dragging everyone into it, you know, like I don't, you don't have to sell to all your friends and your family. That's yeah. mm-hmm. to have success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a huge eye opener for a lot of people. And just finding, you know, Beachbody, I feel like was one of the first network markets to really blow up on social media and mm-hmm. find that like rapid success. Mm-hmm. Um, and it proved to a lot of other people that they can do it, whether it's in that MLM or another one. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, you know, several of them have success since I have several in-laws who are in another network market and they're having extreme success too. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just nice to see women be able to be home with their, their kids and their family. And if they choose, it's still a job.
2: Mm -hmm. It's
0: still hard. It's still work. You know, I've, I have a babysitter because if not, I would have to be on my phone to be working. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do have some time where, you know, I have to be plugged in to work hours, Mm -hmm. but come, you know, school pickup time, I'm done and I'm there and I'm with both of them all day and all night. And, um, it's just, there's a ton of freedom and being able to live the life that you want on your terms. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: That's really awesome. Yeah. We were having a conversation this morning. Um, we listened to a podcast called almost 30. I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of it, but they were talking a lot about balance and how balanced that word is just right now it's so overrated because like you're never going to wake up and your life's going to be like absolutely perfection. Um, so for you now, you're about to be a mom of three. When you started this, you probably were not a mom of three. Mm -hmm. So how have you been able to shift your focus and shift your mindset to make sure that you get your ish done, but you also like keep your sanity as well.
0: Yeah, there's no balance. Um,
1: <laughs> that, I mean, we've had team several
0: team calls on that just to remind women that it's okay because they have so much. They see people saying, "Oh, it's such a bal. I have such a balance in my life. Like I have, you know." No, the reality is is that you're gonna have like hustle moments, and you're gonna have consistent moments in uh-huh. your business. And for me, I have different quarters of my business where there's a hustle mentality and then there's other times where I can just be consistent uh-huh. and that's okay. And <laughs> it's the same with my life. So, you know, when my kids are in school, it's way easier for me to have a work balance, like more work focused. Uh-huh. Um when my kids are home from spring break, it's like, "What is work? Like I don't know, I don't even know what day it is. I'm just trying to get by. So but that's the beauty of it all, is that you plan around those moments. And so I know that I'm having a child in June. And so I've really been trying to build my business in these months where I haven't had morning sickness and all the other stuff that oh, yeah. happened. Um, and so really, you know, there's been a hustle period for me and then I'll definitely just be in a consistent flow of like newborn baby season soon. Um, but I don't think that there's a huge balance. It's either one or the other for me. Like it's, it's like a 80, 20 same with my eating. It's like 80% focused on family and just a little bit of time of consistency with the business or it's like business and I'm you know, my husband is putting the kids to bed because I have calls or Mm -hmm. whatever, but that's okay. And I think it's okay for them to see their mom work. Um, for sure. It's okay for them to see that they're building a life, you know, for their family and working hard. And it's definitely much easier for me to have that life versus an everyday nine to six, you know, picking up the kids from daycare, giving them a bath and putting them to bed. So at the end of the day, I have to be okay with them seeing me work sometimes. That's okay. Um, because I'm not, at least they're seeing me work. You yeah. know, it yeah. could be vice versa. It could be where I'm not with them at all. And so I have to, and, and not to say anything against moms who, who leave and work because it's it's the reality of what people have to do. Yeah. My mom did it. Um, you know, they worked corporate life for, I don't know, 50 years. And I respected, like, that hustle yeah. Um. But in this day and age, I just wanted something different, and you can.
2: There's, yeah.
0: there's the opportunity if you want it. Not everyone wants to be home, and that's okay, too. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it really is, and that's okay. Um, but that was, like, my vision, yeah. so I wanted that.
1: Um, when it comes to – because right now, like, your Insta, for everyone – listening to this, you got to follow Nikki on Instagram because it's the most like beautiful images. Oh Everything my Everything is just like gorgeously curated. So yes. when you're creating content, do you do this? Are you like, you know what, Sunday I'm going to sit down and plan out what I do or is it just a spur of the moment? You feel inspired? Yeah. Uh, what's your um, thought process?
0: It's been spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have taught my team, especially those who are working full time. Yeah. That a, planned content is totally something that you could do because the reality is they don't have time to like spur of the moment. I'm going to take a picture right here they're working all day, (laughs) you know? So, um, there were definitely moments where I would take lots of pictures and we still do this. Like as a family, sometimes on the weekend, we'll just take a bunch of pictures for content and Mm -hmm. have it, you know, for future posts and things like that. Um, but I tend to find my best traction the ones that are felt most with my followers are the ones that are spur of the moment the ones that i'm just thinking Mm -hmm. off the top of my head something that really speaks to me versus a quote or you know something like that Mm -hmm. um and the most relatable ones tend to be the ones where i talk about real life struggles yeah you know My life isn't perfect. Yeah, I like aesthetically pleasing pictures. (laughs) I mean, I think it's fun, you know? We do, uh, even my husband has, like, found this love for photography, and he likes figuring out the camera, and, you know, he's awesome. If it wasn't for him pushing me to, like, take pictures in certain places, I probably wouldn't have near as many pictures, (laughs) Um, which is funny because he was so opposite, but Mm -hmm. we like to do that. It's something, kind of a hobby, you know? But at the same time, like, my real life is I don't get ready very often. Like, mm-hmm. you're lucky that I put on makeup this morning, you know? <laughs> I did not shower, but yeah. you've got well, makeup, got so. so. <laughs> yeah. Day seven, yeah. you know, it's just, <laughs> like, that's my real life. So I try to share that in my stories. Like, yeah. there's a lot of times I show up in my stories just the way I really look from day to day Mm -hmm. and then um, I just take content that I feel like other moms might relate to it's Mm -hmm. like I'm feeling some kind of way somebody else has to be feeling this way too yeah and it feels better you don't want someone else to be suffering or anything but it just feels good to know you're not alone
2: in those like trying moments completely so I try to share those things that's That's cool So I know um I have like two questions that I've been thinking about. Is you've been very successful, but in life there are failures. How do you give advice for failure? How have you overcome failure? I feel like the only way
0: to overcome failure is to not quit, (laughs) to not give up on it. Because there are definitely gonna be setbacks. I mean, there were times in this business over six years, I feel like now I've kind of seen everything in a network marketing like kind of aspect. Um you know, there's other companies that want to take my team because they're successful. So let's see what we can do. And then yeah. there are people who you think are going to stick around forever and they leave. And it's a little bit devastating because they became friends. And it's like, how do you navigate that like business friendship mm-hmm. split? Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's been moments where there are goals that I tried to hit within our team each year and it didn't happen. Yeah. And... I've seen it derail people. I've seen people quit. I've seen people take major steps back. And the one thing that I can say is that even in those moments, I never stopped. I've never put, you know, the foot off the gas, like, so to speak. So even in those trying times, I continued to, like, push my business forward and move forward in that consistency. And over time, it's it's worked to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen it happen the opposite way around. And it's so much harder to come back to your business once you've almost given up on it uh-huh. um, versus just kind of sticking through it. I had major postpartum depression with our second. Mm-hmm. And I felt that in 2017, the summer of 2017, was really, really, really hard for me. Um, but I never wavered. Like I was, I still showed up. I was not near as present, but I was there because I knew I needed to be. I knew I was going to get past that moment of how I felt, you know, at the time. And I was just really glad that I stayed with it to a certain extent while I was feeling some kind of way.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: well, we don't want to take up too much more of your time, but we do want to give you the opportunity, if there's a question that we didn't ask you that you're super passionate about, that you just love sharing with people or any advice that you could tell women who are either you know starting off on a new job or in network marketing or their own business, what would you want to say just from the heart? Um, <laughs> that is a loaded
2: question Or the brain, yeah. whatever. whatever.
0: Um, I mean... I think we've covered it a little bit, but I would just say like, definitely follow your passion. It's yeah. going to be hard for you to show up every day for something that you don't really care about. It's going to be hard for you to stay consistent in something that you don't feel passionate about. Um, I know a lot of women feel like they can't grow a social media platform, or a lot of them come to me and say, I can't do what you do because...
2: Yeah. And the
0: answer is usually um, either I don't have time Which, I get it. We're all busy. Yeah. But this kind of business, especially in the beginning, can be worked in pockets of time. It can be worked in one to two hours a day, broken up in 20-minute segments, you know? So it's like early morning for me, nap time, bedtime was definitely, like, my go-to in the beginning. Uh, To not be fearful to invite people to an opportunity that you're passionate about. I know... You're afraid of the rejection, the no's. A lot of those things keep people from even saying anything. But I really use myself as an example. Had my coach not asked me, and she asked me three times, Uh our life would be a thousand percent different. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I am so thankful every day that she asked me to do this and that she had some sort of confidence in my ability to do it too. Um, so that as well. And then social media, I can't do it because I don't have a, a big social media following like you is what they uh-huh. always say, which, you know, they're way larger social, social media followings first of all than mine, <laughs> but I did not have Instagram when I started coaching. Yeah. And that's something that I use. I've never used, um, a third party company to grow my account. I've always done it organically. So when I hear that, I just say, I didn't either. And I grew it from nothing. I started Instagram. I allowed it to go public. I opened myself up and I just started to share my life and what I was passionate about in hopes that other people would want to jump on board. And they can do that too. It's like, I'm no different than anyone else. I mean, maybe I found a cute filter that I love and use and figured out the aesthetics of social media, but like anyone can do that. Yeah. You know, it's like not rocket science. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They have YouTube for
0: that. Right. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> There's so a lot of tutorials <laughs> yeah, out there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thanks um, for having me. Would you mind telling people where they can find you if they're interested in what you do? Um, yeah. All that good stuff.
0: So obviously I'm on Facebook, Nikki Whiting, I'm most active on Instagram, Nikki Whiting Fit Wife. And I mean, basically instagram (laughs) (laughs) so you can find me there on instagram stories every day and you know showing up with
1: Payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR Talent, Time, Benefits, and Payroll. Informed by data and designed for people.